Karen is the proven expert in addiction treatment. A recent independent study showed that 94% of Karen patients were still in recovery 90 days post-treatment. Visit CARON.org slash real. Karen, real results, real care, real about recovery. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Fantasy Football Addicts podcast. As always, my name is Mung. And I'm Los. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Dan's here putting together a great show. Yes, I am here. Great observation. Yeah, well, you know, it's good to see you again, as always. Um, Today, we're going to take things a little different. We're going to talk about the New York Giants. On our quick snaps. Snaps, snaps, snaps. Oh, come on. What was that? I I was I was I was actually doing something when you said it so you caught me way off guard. All right. So, let's start by talking about Eli Manning. You know, over the years we've seen both good Eli who's won two Super Bowls and bad Eli who's led the NFL in uh interceptions in 2013, I think it was. Yeah, that sounds about right to me. So, what, what do you think about Eli a, this that year? That was a terrible year. I think he has decent potential to be somebody that a lot of people uh, might be able to get on the cheaper side, considering what some people pay for quarterbacks. And he, I don't see any way he finishes outside the top 10 at quarterback this year. Yeah, you know, after uh, Odell Beckham kind of broke out last year, I believe the last six or seven games of the season, uh, Eli actually averaged low-end quarterback one numbers. Um, and I think that he is actually quite a steal in drafts this year. I'm looking at his ADP right now, and I believe he's going in about uh, the end of the eighth, early ninth round after guys like Matt Stafford, Tom Brady, and Cam Newton. And that's crazy to me because at this point, I'd look at him as a similar production sort of guy to like a Matt Ryan or a Ryan Tannehill or even, a, you know, Philip Rivers, Tony Romo in that sort of vein, not not those later guys. Yeah, you know, um, excuse me, the New York Giants offensive line still isn't that great, but with the second year uh, in Ben McAdoo's offensive scheme, um, you know, Eli has been getting the ball out a lot quicker, uh, and that's part of what what helped uh, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay become more successful, not that he even needed it. Yeah, and in addition, um, they signed a, a little-known player. I don't know. You you might have heard him before, Shane Vereen, to catch balls out of the backfield, which can only help but but add to that quick passing attack offense. Yeah, and I mean, who knows how healthy Victor Cruz is right now? But if he can get back on the field, they've got Larry Donnell as a red zone target. I think Eli could be primed to have a really good year. Yes, yeah, so to me, Donnell is is a pretty much replacement level tight end, but he's good enough. He's shown last year to have those good games and do and do well if Eli Manning does need to lean on him, you know, in the in the short to middle part of the field. Yeah, I think uh, we both agree that Eli Manning is quite a steal. Uh, you know, I've been drafting him in a bunch of leagues this year. I, I own him at least in three or four different leagues. Yeah, uh, I don't think I own him anywhere, but I'm not opposed to owning him at all. Okay, so you mentioned Shane Vereen. Let's uh, move on and talk about the backfield a little bit. Yeah, a lot of of goings on in the backfield. The signing of Shane Vereen, something like $4 million a year, $5 million a year, something like that. Um, A lot of people got excited. I mean, watching Shane Vereen, owning Shane Vereen was difficult last year because I owned him in at least two, three leagues. And he'd have, you know, spectacular weeks. For example, obviously this wasn't in the fantasy game, but the Super Bowl, he had 14 catches um, in my fantasy play. Playoffs, uh, week one of the playoffs, he ripped off, uh, he shook off deep and 
ripped off like a 12 point play to start a game. It was awesome. Um, but then he also had weeks where he would do absolutely nothing, you know, cap out at like four or five points in a PPR. See, I think uh, this is one player that we're actually going to disagree on for once. Um, yeah, I actually think that Rashad Jennings is really being underrated here because when healthy, uh, he's actually averaged, you know, high-end RB2 numbers, especially last year with the Giants. And, you know, the problem with him is health. If he does go down, then I agree that Vereen could be, you know, a great producer. But until that happens, I think that he is still going to be the starter there in New York. Yeah, but I, I don't think it's a question of if. I think it's much more a question of when he goes down. Sure, but is Shane Vereen going to actually get the carries, or is he going to, again, be relegated to that third-down role? No, he'll be relegated to a third-down role, but I still think it'll be a prominent role. Uh, this Giants defense isn't what it once was, um, so that there will be time that they have to catch up in games. There will be games where Shane Vereen will be in there for the majority of time because they'll be needing to use their high-octane passing offense for a good majority of it. Um, when they can control the game, they have two backs, not just Rashad Jennings. When Jennings goes down, I keep saying when because you can you can bank on it. It will happen. Andre Williams actually showed that he can carry a load pretty darn well himself, too. Uh, I don't know if you and I were watching the same Andre Williams last year. He looked pretty terrible to me. Really? He, he had basically, I, I thought he did pretty much the same as Rashad Jennings. Well, I mean, the problem with him last year when he had to fill in was that they didn't have Vereen, and he's a terrible pass catcher. But that aside, yeah, true. Um, I mean, he averaged 3.3 yards per carry last year. At times, he seemed just lost. Now, I, I will say that he seems to be a good goal line back with his, you know, five foot eleven, 230-pound frame. But I just don't see, you know, that much talent in him. He looks kind of like an old Michael Bush or someone to me. Hmm. Well, they're going to have to they're going to have to hope that he's much better than an old Michael Bush because Rashad Jennings most likely will be done by the time the sixth game rolls around. OK, so you're saying that of the three running backs, you want Shane Vereen. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, yeah, of those three. I mean, in a PPR, it's not even a question. I think even if Jennings stays healthy, I want Shane Vereen in a PPR. But but given a standard, if I had to own one of them on a team and that's not saying that I'd really want to. If I had to own one, I would want it to be Shane Vereen. Well, it looks like Shane Vereen is going about one round earlier in PPR than in standard. He's going around, you know, the top, the first half of the seventh round in PPR and, and you know, in the early eighth in standard. But it, it, interestingly enough, he's actually going two spots before Danny Woodhead. Hmm. Um, would you take Vereen or Woodhead? I actually think I would rather have Vereen than Woodhead. Okay. Um what about uh, Joyke Bell, who's going in the late seventh in PPRs? See, I'm still with Joyke Bell. I'm convinced he's still going to be the starter. I know Amir Abdullah had that had that nasty week in the preseason. Keyword: Week One preseason. A lot of guys have nasty weeks in the preseason. We also had Blake Bortles did after his nasty preseason. So, what about this? Uh, Arian Foster's ADP has dropped to the late sixth, early seventh. Would you rather gamble on him or take Vereen? Oh, without question, uh, Arian Foster. Okay, so Vereen is you're you're targeting him. You're targeting him. Excuse me, as an RB three. Uh, in a PPR, I would target him as an RB three. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. You know. Again, for me. I, so where I, I, are you targeting Jennings? 
I think that if he drops to the sixth or seventh round, then he is a great target, um, especially in PPR. He, even though Vereen is in town, he's shown that he's also a reliable pass catcher. And part of the the McAdoo system preaches, you know, getting the ball out early, and the running back is going to see quite a bit of checkdowns. Okay. Okay. Would you take him over somebody like Isaiah Crowell? Uh, yes. Okay. How about uh geo bernard the number two back for better or worse in that offense i'd actually rather have bernard than rashad jennings i i agree with that i would take bernard over jennings okay okay so we sort of have a mixed bag of thoughts on him you like him more than i do uh but i wouldn't want to start him in a league and you seem like you would want to start him um, you know, if if I've gone wide receiver or taken Gronk early on and I'm pretty sacked there, then I would have no issues with Jennings as my RB2. You're going to have to invest. Would you invest in Bradshaw as a handcuff if, if he got injured? Uh, you mean Andre Williams? Or uh, Yeah, sorry, not Bradshaw. He, was, he hasn't been with the Giants for a while, has he? Yeah, um, I mean, honestly probably just because they don't really have anyone else they have orleans darkwa but they they for whatever reason don't seem to really like to give him a shot even though he's flashed at times so to me then since you don't like williams but you would get him if you had jennings it sounds like you more or less like the starting running back whoever it might be for the giants correct i think you and i are just disagreeing that you think shane vereen is going to play a larger role than he did in in new england and i don't yeah. think that's necessarily the case yeah i think he could very very sneakily end up with like a reggie bush type of season although like we talked like we said before if the uh, niners have a terrible year and fall behind reggie bush is a sneaky pick too yeah, I definitely like Vereen's talent and ability, but uh, I just think it's ironic that you're saying that Rashad Jennings is injury-prone when Shane Vereen has missed so many games over his career as well. Well, they both have. This is true. But Vereen last year, I don't think he missed any games, right? And he, So he proved to me, I know one-year recency bias, of course, but he proved to me that he he's at least capable of doing it, whereas Jennings is, you know, plows into people head-on. He'll It's... it's he, He's bound to get hurt. Vereen has probably figured out ways to not. <laughs> it sounds like you're trying to trying to uh, ease your own fears about him, but that's fine. Yeah, well, I, I am, but that's that's fine too. Okay, well, we can agree <laughs> to disagree on the uh, on the Giants' backfield. I, I I definitely still believe in Rashad Jennings' talent. Okay. So let, let's move on to you know the superstar that everybody knows about now, uh, Odell Beckham um so what where is he in your wide receiver ranking in my wide receiver ranking um let's see you mean like who do i have in between or you want a number okay, well, right, what do you let's, want uh, let's play a real quick would you rather okay might as well since we're talking about a guy who's likely a first rounder in a lot of leagues okay so antonio brown yeah, Antonio Brown, hands down. Dez. Dez, Julio, Demarius. all those guys over him. Uh, Demarius, um, Yeah, Demarius, yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. Does Demarius, Julio, DT, or uh, Brown, and... Sure. Uh, what about A.J. Green? I think A.J. Green's uh, ready for a huge bounce back this year. And okay. Andy Dalton is a very undervalued quarterback in fantasy. Um, he He's... 
if, in a best ball league, I think Andy Dalton is a great quarterback to get for very, very cheap. Would I want him as my quarterback one? No, definitely not. All right. I, I mean, I wouldn't touch uh, Andy Dalton with a 10-foot pole, but you, you can have all the shares of him that you want. <laughs> sure. Go ahead and look into his history of three, four-plus touchdown games. So what, what about Calvin, then? See, that's that's where the line starts to get drawn. Do you, do you grab that young young kid or do you go after the quote unquote sure thing? And I think that's pretty much where I draw the line. It's it's really going to be a coin flip for me right there between Calvin and ODB. So you've got around wide receiver ODJ. seven, wide wide receiver eight. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I can I can get behind that. I think that uh, you know his hamstring is a little bit of a concern at this point, but it shouldn't be too overblown. Uh, we will have to continue to monitor that though. Always, always matter to the hamstring. It's a muscle that's difficult to heal. You use it every time you walk. So what about um, some of the other wide receivers in New York? We've got Ruben Randall. Uh, can Victor Cruz come back healthy? What, what are your thoughts on them? I'm hoping Victor Cruz can come back healthy because he's so fun to watch on the field. I don't think he's ever going to be the dynamic player that he's been before, but he he can still be a productive, um, productive move-the-chain sort of presence uh reuben randall i think is a guy that should be talked up more as a guy to own if anything happens to odell beckham jr or even if nothing happens to odell beckham jr he could slot in and he has the talent to to look similarly to golden tate did last year not not as good but similar okay so uh, victor cruz is going on average right now in the late sixth rounds would you take him there no that's far too early Okay, so from our discussion, and we, we've discussed Cruz amongst ourselves before, I mm-hmm. think that I'm not going to be owning Victor Cruz anywhere because I honestly wouldn't take a shot of him on him, excuse me, um, except as a late flyer, maybe in the 11th, 12th round, and there's just no way I'm going to get him there. Sure. The uh, the injury he had, the um, it was a patellar tendon tear. That's, that's a... That's a that's a nasty tendon. That's a very large tendon. That's not an easy heel right there whatsoever. There have only been so many people that have even had that injury and barely any. I can't even come up with names right now because nobody has recovered from this. I think Cadillac Williams, to throw like the biggest name out there that came back from a patellar tear injury is the answer. Yeah, I mean, let me list off the names of all the players who have come back and been successful after tearing their patellar tendon done exactly <laughs> you know, now yeah. you know i'm definitely rooting for the guy I, I hope he can come back that would be great to see but i just I, i'm not willing to take that risk for my fantasy team it's tough to salsa without a knee <laughs> all right you heard it here first folks <laughs> i mean it, it's something that's required yeah so i i do like ruben randall because he's going in the range that i would want to take a shot on cruise in, in about round 12 or 13 yeah, I don't I don't understand why Randall would be going later than Cruz. That's pure name value right there. That's pure name association and recognition. Yeah, but you do have to remember that probably at least half of fantasy players out there, you know, they're very casual players. They'll read a few articles here and there, look at some rankings, and they won't necessarily know, you know, all the in-depth info. Right, but people that are that casual probably wouldn't even remember the year Victor Cruz was considered a first, early, second rounder. So that that's why it's baffling to me how he is going so early 
Yeah, I, I think, you know, part of it is, you know, the the optimistic reports that we've heard out of camp, you know, Cruz saying that he's back to 100 percent. You know, he has been participating in practices. Um, he's sidelined right now by a different minor injury, but nothing to do with the patellar. Sure. And I think he's in one of those ESPN uh, commercials. What are, what are they called when they get the players and they're in the office? He's a, he's in oh, a couple the, of those, I think. Center. So that could be contributing, too. Yeah. He was also in... I, I, I don't know if you guys watch it, but HBO's uh, Ballers. Oh, I did. Oh, I have not been watching. Gotta be what there. it is. Okay. Oh, dude, he totally was. The show's good too. By yeah, the way. that's what it, it is. Okay. Yeah, if I have time, I definitely want to check it out, but I haven't seen it yet. Wow. Thanks HBO for bringing us such quality programming one year after another. And uh, thanks to Hard Knocks, we know what uh, Bill O'Brien's favorite word is, and it starts with the letter F. Is it friendship? Uh, <laughs> something, something like that close enough we'll uh, we'll leave it at that okay so we, we agree that Odell Beckham deserves to be drafted you know in his current ADP I don't think that those games that he played last year were a fluke despite you know what some people are saying I, I think that there's going to be some regression in terms of you know the monstrous percentage of targets that he garnered from Eli but at the same time I think he's clearly the most talented wide receiver in you know on that team if not he's one of bound the best. for per game regression most definitely because uh, with with Victor Cruz coming back they're going to try and get the ball to him with Ruben Randall I think he's a good candidate to take a step forward this year just as I said before and with Shane Vereen a reliable and really good pass catching running back out of the backfield taking balls too that will just decrease uh, Odell Beckham's total targets but so on a per game basis I think they'll come down but for a, like for a year stat line I I th- I think his year stat line, what he had last year, is pretty darn close to what I think he can probably do this year. And last year, just as a refresher, he had 91 catches on 132 targets, 1,300 yards, 12 touchdowns. That's a great season. Yeah, and I think what some people aren't realizing is that even if uh, Odell Beckham does regress, he even if his numbers regress, he can still be a wide receiver one. That's how insanely historic his season was last year. Absolutely. If he played all 16 games at the pace he played those 12 games, he would have far and away been the wide receiver one. Okay, I think we've talked... And that's with uh, Antonio Brown having been far and away the wide receiver one. Yeah, um, I think we can agree to agree here. Um, I think we've talked enough about Odell Beckham. He's he's a stud. It, it is what it is. Um, yeah. Let's let's finish out the Giants uh, and talk about Larry Donnell real quick. Yeah, to me, he's 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 definitionally a replacement level tight end. Um, I'm not going to reach for him, but he will get you, you know, solid weeks. Yeah. I I actually, I'm a little bit higher on him than you are. Uh, I do think that he's a high end tight end too. I think that, you know, in that giants offense, he is going to have a lot of red zone opportunities. Would you, would you draft him to start on your team? Um, it depends. Uh, I mean, (sighs) I would not want to rely on him as a starter, but if I if I were very strong at all the other positions, I, I think he would be fine. Okay. I just think there's enough tight ends that in a twelve team you can you can be the last person to take tight end and not even think about taking Donnell, probably. Okay. I mean that's fair. at that point, you know, you're kind of taking your guy that you think is gonna break out. So everybody has a few different tight end sleepers that, that they want to uh you know, see what they can do. 
Yeah, I think Donnell showed us what he is. He's been a career special teamer to this point. Um, he came in and put together a couple games when he needed to, when Eli Manning needed to find a target because he had absolutely nothing else on the field. Well, guess what? Eli's got something on the field. As soon as ODB joined the Giants, OD, uh, Larry Donnell practically fell off the face of planet Earth. Yeah, I am a little bit concerned, but I still do like his upside in that offense. Um, so, right. so to close it out, uh, New York Giants top three fantasy defense. Anyone? Anyone? No. Mm. <laughs> no. Go ahead and take them for your team in our dynasty. <laughs> Go for it. No, uh, I don't think anyone wants to uh, touch the Giants defense. I just wanted to bring them up real quick. Jason Pierre-Paul doesn't even want to touch the Giants defense. <laughs> I mean, he can. Even if he <laughs> has the fingers can. to touch them. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> oh, you, 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 you jacked my swag there, Daniel. I did, I'm sorry. I wanted to make a joke about it too, but you were kind of beating me to it, so I had to come in. No, <laughs> so I, you had to try beat me beating yeah, you I to did, it i did no i'm sure jason pierre paul is having a blast how right many now. fingers did he lose oh two? look at that <laughs> like was it two fingers like seriously yeah it was one something like that i think it was no, two he may have lost one no someone else lost two it was the guy in the in the box oh the safety uh, yeah. oh vincent jackson yeah he lost two fingers and that's how rumors get started no i uh to to reel it back in real quick i just wanted to mention the giants defense because they are so you know horrendous on paper right now that eli and odell beckham and all their pass catchers just by volume alone should be very good plays and don't forget that shane vereen's also a pass catcher all right, we uh, we won't get back into that again. So oh, Rashad just Jennings, saying, you're, you're you're supporting my case pretty strongly there, Mister Monk. Yeah, assuming Jennings gets hurt and Shane Vereen stays healthy. No, they don't. They, I won't go back in there. All right, guys. Well, thank you as always for joining us. We appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you have any questions at all, you can tweet at us. Uh, I am at ffa underscore meng. And I'm at FFA underscore Los. You can follow our, our ultra producer man, Dan, at FFA underscore Dan. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to the podcast. Go back, listen to the other podcasts, the other episodes of the Quick Snap series to listen to your favorite teams and even the teams that aren't your favorites because that's how you win your fantasy league. All right, guys. Peace out. Thanks, addicts.